0: Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the akhirah. Hey guys, and welcome to the 25th episode with Coach Ola. I am so excited to have you here and Thank you so much for tuning in because today's episode is so much fun. We talked about how to keep kids active and why it is super important. But first, our guest for today is Nura, who is a PE and a swim instructor. She works with young kids, keeping them active, keeping them healthy, and inspiring them to be their best version at a very young age, which is really inspirational. If you are a parent or if you work with young children, or even teenagers, adults, it is really important to be the role model for the kids. And especially if you're coaching with kids, as a coach, it's also important to be a role model for them. I did work with young children in the past, and it's a super amazing experience. But as you will see with my conversation today, that it does take a skill and a huge level of patience to work, especially with the young children. And Nura shared with us an amazing facts and statistics about the impact of technology that it has on our children so as you guys know with social media these days there's a huge impact on it for the adults but a huge impact of technology on the kids and this is why it's so important to get those kids active especially now that we're heading to summer and not just during summer but throughout life of course and if you are a woman and a mommy this episode will also be inspirational for you inshallah because we talked about why it's so important to get active in the pool and how to get active i am super passionate about swimming and being in the water so i really hope this episode inspires you to try something new to get active with your kids this summer inshallah and if you're a dad of course i would also encourage you to get active with your kids be a role model for them and let's get started and welcome Nura. before we get started one last small request is if you are able to leave a review on iTunes to let me know how the episodes are so far and what you would like to see next since we are hitting the 25th episode for today. And without any further ado, let's welcome Noura. Hey, Salamu Alaikum, Noura. How are you today? Waalaikum I'm very good. Thank you. Awesome. Would you please tell us about yourself and what you currently do?
1: Sure. So uh, my work currently is physical education and swimming teacher, but I come from a health promotion background and I like to write articles about health and spread the message of health. Specifically, I like to focus on children and raising healthy children because if we do not have a healthy base, we will have a hard time when we grow up. So my focus is children and health and I also had my radio healthy tip for children as well
0: yay so where can we find that radio pardon where is that radio can we find it oh
1: the radio station is pearl fm that's in dubai 102
0: awesome pearl fm 102
1: yeah pearl fm 102 yeah
0: that's so cool so i also have a health promotion minor along with my bs in biology and i agree with you kids are like amazing because I look at it as like a baton. You know how when you pass a baton to the next generation? They are the next generation, so it's really important to take care of them. And uh, that's why I'm so excited to have you on. So then how did we get into physical education and into swimming? Well, physical education, uh,
1: growing up, I never liked it, to be honest. And Or moving in general. I just wanted to sit down all the time. My mom is, is an athlete, and she's a professional athlete for shot pot, handball, and volleyball. And so when I grew up, she forced a lot of things on me. And she she uh, became a teacher when she finished university and all that. And so in her school, she would train the, t- the students for basketball. And I was forced to be there because she's my mom. <laughs> and I never liked it. I was never happy. So I tried to avoid them as much as possible. I grew up around boys. So sports was everywhere around me. And I never wanted to do it because everyone... Wanted to do sports and move, and all I wanted to do is sit down. Until I was 16, that's when I transitioned from middle school to high school. I was Having 15, 16, I was having a hard time making new friends, and my mom suggested, of course, join a sports team. <laughs> so I said, okay, this time I'll try to fall into what they do, and uh, I went for cross country, and I actually loved it. I loved it so much, and that's how everything started. Age of 16, I just committed to running, and I enjoyed the community, the people. My coach was amazing, and I never stopped. And I started realizing the importance of why my mom would tell me, no, do this or do that, or healthy lifestyle, move around, eat the right food, and all that. That's when I started to realize everything and the importance of being physically fit and healthy, and
0: I wanted to pursue that in university. That's so awesome. You know, so many people that may not know your ethnic background. I think it's really important to also consider the cultural background. So also, because um, for me, uh, my mom also was a, like somewhat athletic, but not like hardcore. It's like she did participate in a volleyball international tournament. So she wanted me to try for volleyball in high school. I wasn't physically fit for it. But then she pushed me for basketball, so I can get taller. <laughs> that didn't work out. So I did uh, track and field as well. But it's really important for parents to have that support and support their kids. But I also feel that as an Arab, it's not in my country as much. So I want to see your background um, and what you think about that.
1: Yeah, well, as for my background, actually, the, the person who got it the worst is my mom. Because she, her lifestyle is, or her life story is very interesting. She grew up in a community that does not allow women to play sports. And in the 1960s, 70s, you know, that was very tough. So I think her story is is very more important to highlight in terms of how culture can affect your style and pursuing your dreams and your passion. But for her, she, she, she loved sports when she figured out her talent in school. She just said, I, I, this is what I want to continue with. And her parents said, no, no, you can't do it. You're a girl. Do you want to bring shame to the family and all that? And she said, uh, uh, I do not see that I'm doing anything wrong. So she continued until she played national for the sports. But she had to make up a lot of excuses for being a sports team and the meetings and their practices. But every time she, her parents figured out, she was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom grew up in Syria. So for me, growing up around my mom, of course, I did not have much of the difficulties of the culture because my mom have already got through it all. And she understand how hard it is to pursue your dreams and being told, no, you can't do it. So I did not really have much trouble in that department. My dad was relaxed. You guys do whatever you want. He never cared. Yeah, so in terms of cultural, maybe one thing I would say is that when I started loving running in high school, I wanted my friends, uh, I grew up in Canada, I wanted my friends to come and join me, but they never wanted to join, and from ethnical backgrounds, they all wanted to do the shopping after school, or the hangout after school, or let's go to this, eat at this restaurant after school, and it was never an interest for them, and it was so hard to pull them in. So I ended up being all by myself. I was the only hijabi in the school, the only Arab over
0: there. Yeah. I can relate because I'm also from Syria and my mom participated, I believe, in Egypt or I forgot what, or inside Syria. But it's really important to bring this up because times have changed and that's why it's our generation is different than like our parents' generation. But that goes back to how parents and being supportive to your kids is a crucial thing. And right yeah, so then in your experience working with children, what do you find the hardest task and the easiest task? And what age do you work with, by the way?
1: Yeah, I work with the 6 to 10 years old. But for children, they're ready to learn. They're ready to do the right thing, and they absorb everything you do or you say. But the hardest thing is actually getting the parents to role model for their children the right things. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the children are actually there. They're ready to learn. They're affected by what's going on around them. So it's very hard to, for me, for my work, it's so hard that I teach them something, I go home, they go out, they watch TV or they watch YouTube or anything, and then they see something and it's so cool, it's trending, and they just want to copy it. So it's very hard when you teach them and they're ready to learn and they understand it, but they, the, the surrounding is not supportive
0: Yes, yeah, so true, because I also work with Soccer Shots, I coach, and also with local community, so I work with, like, two to five years old, and then like, seven to 14, and the two to five years old are the fun part, because the younger they are, the harder <laughs> to listen to, but it's really important, like you said, the parents, because some kids are just not well-mannered, and even when they're seven to 14 years old, they just don't have the good manners to listen all that stuff, but it also goes back to the parents and how they're being raised and the tension.
1: Um, I think for children in terms of manners, it's, it's, they all have their own personalities. They're all very different. You have the very quiet ones, you have the loud ones, you have the notchy ones, you have all type of them. And the beautiful thing about children is that they do not hide anything. They're just, they just tell you who they are and they're ready to speak their minds. They're actually scary in that department. They speak yes. anything. That, <laughs> you deny. <laughs> They're so honest. You can't deny it because, well, that, that child sees me this way or sees that thing that way. So it's it's a very nice thing to work with children. But we need to understand that for children, you just need to make whatever you're working appealing to them. And they do not learn in a very traditional way. That's another thing. Yeah, so it's, it's a little bit tricky to work with them, but role modeling is a huge piece of the equation.
0: Yes, 100%, hands down. So uh, with parents of elementary school, middle school age, what suggestions do you have to get their kids active? Let's say the parents are not that active yet, because there are some parents who are active and then some parents who are not really active. So how do you deal with that?
1: Well, of course, number one, if the parents are not active, maybe they can try, at least try and do something and show their kid that they're, they're doing something. If they can't, for whatever reason, get them involved in sports teams because children like to do things with their friends. They they do not understand the co- concept of, I have to do this by myself. I, I'm i a very strong person and all of that. They They're more about the social gatherings and friends and fun and so maybe have have them do something with other kids get them involved in different activities or like clubs that should help them get started and find their skills and talents
0: so actually this discussion on my mind just came up so i know you are in um, uae so how is the difference over there is it easy access for clubs and sports because here in usa it's obviously mm-hmm. an easy access but how is it in the Gulf countries?
1: In the Gulf countries, the, where I am in the UAE, the government here pushes so much towards health, making sure that people are aware of the importance of living a healthy lifestyle, getting uh, involved in sports, a lot of gyms are around, a lot of facilities. So there's a lot of focus on health in general and being physically fit.
0: That's awesome. And so then with parents that have that are at home, for example, or at daycare, with the preschool children what suggestions do you have to help their kids stay active for preschool
1: just any type of play is good well one thing you see a lot these days is ipads phones so uh, children are losing a part of their uh, childhood because of the technology that we have so one thing parents need to focus on is Give them play time. And it doesn't have to be something like in a club or organized. Just let them have that play time where they get to use your imagination, where they get to go out and move. Just be themselves in the surrounding that they are in. And that's very important for them to, even when they grow, it's going to help them to keep moving. Some research has shown that the children who do not go outside and just play, have their children time outside, they will not be visiting nature later when they grow up. Yeah, so that connection is built from a very young age, and it's very important that we give children their playtime away from technology. Just get them to use their imagination, their moving, their dancing, whatever silliness they want to do, just let them do it. And that's important for them as a step towards being healthy.
0: So this question comes from, because I have family in Dubai, like I mentioned before, so I want I want to inspire them even more and help them get active because I feel... Like I said, the whole iPad and technology generation, the kids are not that active. And it's like, come on, like, keep your kids active. Like, it's not just the mall shopping and all that. Because it's really hot over there. It gets hot easily. So, their usually is usually like, oh, but it's so hot. I don't want to be out. So, how do you depart mm-hmm. apart that since you live in that country too?
1: Yeah, for the heat, a lot of people, they go outside mostly in the winter season. and Which is not really winter, but the weather is fabulous in yes. the winter season. Yeah. yeah so people take advantage of that and they go outside but for the rest of the year when it's too hot they would go for facilities and it's everywhere so it's not really hard to get
0: anything near you I have to have them in this episode because I'm always like come on like do something like role model like as you said damage into your kids get active and because you know I'm really huge on that part because they need to start at young age if they don't start at young age it's going to get harder as they get older yeah Nora, for women who might be kind of like nervous from going to the pool or might be shy because they don't know how to swim or what have you, what suggestions do you happen to get started into swimming or even add water aerobics?
1: Okay, so for swimming, let's start with the ones who are not going to the pool because they are scared, okay? And probably they're scared because they are not confident in their skills or they don't know how to swim. So for those categories, do have someone who's more confident in swimming and take them with you into the pool. That will help you. Second thing is, if you have a little bit of skill, practice, practice, practice. For swimming, it's it's all about confidence. If you're not confident in the water, I'm sure you, your life uh, changes. Even your life decisions will, will be based on whether you can swim or not. Because there are a lot of people who want to go on vacation, but they don't go where there's water because they can't swim or they're not confident in the water or they're shy from the water. So it is very important that we practice those skills and we build them on just to make sure that nothing is stopping us from having fun. Any activity that comes our way, we can do it. So if if you are scared or not confident or practice, take your skills one step at a time. If you can make bubbles in the water, Uh, practice them. If you are not comfortable having like water in your ears, water in your nose and all that, do get the right training on how you can deal with those. Um, If your kicks are not good, practice them. If you have floating problems, there are a lot of things that you can use like uh, floating boards or belts. There are so many things, so many options for you to look at to help you be confident and comfortable in the water. So uh, see exactly what Is keeping you away from going to the pool and seek the options because everything is there for you and there's no running away from it. You just need to find it.
0: Yes, I love that. And again, guys, if you have kids, take your kids to the pool. It's a perfect opportunity to walk in the water, get your running, walking, any exercise that you can do. There's water aerobics and it's really important for the joints. So I love that. And I know Nura and I are huge, huge on swimming in the pool lifestyle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for sure so oh, where can we find you and stay in contact with you
1: uh, well maybe you can find me on Instagram but speaking about pool please whatever pool you go to make sure that there's a lifeguard around oh yes <laughs> for some, it's just for safety <laughs> matters so just keep that in mind you can find me on Instagram and YouTube I've, I've recently started doing silly videos for children to, to teach them about health and healthy lifestyle in, in a way that can speak to them and resonate with them so yeah that's where you can find me
0: awesome well now you just made me ask more questions so how do you get kids to eat healthy and promote healthy like parents like you know how some parents really struggle with that
1: it all goes down to role modeling that's number one whatever you want whatever you want your children to do role model role model and role model (laughs) but as your children grow there's this one thing that not so many people know about is the their taste buds, when they're little, it's very, they're very active and they're very sensitive to texture, very sensitive to taste. And this is why when you give them that broccoli, they're like, oh, I don't want it. Because maybe the t- the feel is different for them or the taste is very strong for them. But with healthy eating, their selection of food grows as they grow. So be patient in terms of int- introducing new food for them, role model, and of course, fun add on the equation make a storyline about it may use imagination use anything that can speak to kids story time uh, can help yeah
0: i love that so story time is a great tip being a role model is the best tip <laughs> and take it easy one thing at a time because i know some parents i had a client who like her her daughter she put her in so many things all at once like piano lessons swimming this and that. i'm like okay so I don't, what do you think about that? Is it better to do all at once or one sport at a time, one season at a time? It depends, depends on the
1: child, how much they can take, how much they can do. I have children who can be an all-star in everything. And I have other children who you have to push them to do something. They need motivation. So it depends on the character of that child and you work with it. Do not force them to do anything they don't like. Uh, talk to them ask question, let them speak what they want for children, and they will tell you what they like, what they don't like, what they prefer. They will speak it.
0: Awesome. Do you have any tips on how to, like, get kids out in the backyard? Like, any exercises, workouts, activities? Because I see on your Insta story you have really, like, nice demonstrations. So can you share some of that with us here?
1: Uh, workout for children?
0: Yeah. What's your favorite, like, routine, for example?
1: For, for me, like, everything I have done with children right now is – Using a lot of games and a lot of fun and nothing like a structured, if, if you just want to enjoy your time and get them moving, nothing really structured, just have a random game. Maybe look for like, make a treasure hunt or scavenger hunt or anything that will get their curiosity moving, their imagination. That would help a lot to get children moving and they they will not even realize that they are moving. They will just do it out of fun. But if you want anything that is structured, do organize if you want anything that's structured from do organize activities or games like basketball, football with them and their friends or or maybe maybe have a dance in the backyard. I don't know, with their friends. Make a little small party.
0: Yeah, I love that. Also like obstacle races. I know you do obstacle races so, yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah. A whole yeah. lot a little uh cones. Yeah,
1: skip ropes.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, again, that goes back to keep it imagination, especially for the preschool, the younger kids. And for the older kids, it's really important to have that structure, like she said. And I – so with Soccer Trust, for example, we would introduce, like, a word and use that word as a character building Mm. throughout the whole um, time. So I really like that because you can always incorporate with the sports or, like, activity with the kids – character building, the whole motor skill and all of it. So do you have any suggestions for that or feedback?
1: Uh, That gets the child moving. It helps. It's, they're not only having, like for us as adults, we look at it that the child is having fun, but, for, for children play is research. This is how they understand the world around them. This is how they grow physically. This is how they grow mentally, emotionally. This is how they make sense of the whole world. So please give them their time moving, give them their time playing and try to limit technology time. That's, that's one big thing I see. It's, it's honestly, it's affecting our children is in a huge ways technology. Try just let children, be children away from any distractions.
0: Yes, say it again. <laughs> well, actually I going to ask more questions come in my mind right now. Uh, in your experience, how long do you work with kids and activities? Is it an hour, uh, thirty minutes, 45 minutes? because I know with the younger kids, especially, if you go more than 30 minutes or so it can they just like they will lose their concentration uh
1: for for movement and physical activity right off the bat, you will know if they like it or they don't like it they want to do it or they don't want to do it if they love it they can go for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours there's no time limit so it depends on if they love it or not yeah but yeah
0: well i i from my experience um the younger they are like 2 years especially 2 years 3 years they'll get fast tired so it's really important to incorporate resting time with, with them and Yeah, for sure like, go 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 <laughs> all the time <laughs>
1: Yeah. And this is as a teacher and as an adult working with children, I think my, my job as a mentor, I have I have to see when they get tired, when they don't, because when the children love a game that they are playing, they will keep going, even if they're thirsty, even if they're tired, they will keep going. So that's why I emphasize a lot on making whatever you want to do with children, make sure that it's fun and have an imagination element in it. They will enjoy it and they, they want they will ask you for more. And then if, if it's not your thing, you will be like, oh my God, why did I even mention it? Because <laughs> they will ask for more and more.
0: So true. And working with kids is a skill because I've worked with them like last summer and it's like I've worked with them for a few years, right? So I've had like some kids who don't listen at all, who are so hard to, you know, like I'm talking, they're talking on top of me. And it's like, I can't. So how do you deal with that as a coach and as a PE teacher?
1: For, for the kids who do not really listen, maybe have a talk with their parents that will help you understand why the child is doing a certain thing. Have a talk with the child themselves. maybe they're not happy about something and they can't express it. So try to understand why are they doing that.
0: Okay, I like that, and I uh, what are you what are your thoughts if when you do talk to the parents, but the parents are not showing much concern?
1: Mm, that's
0: yeah. That's a hard part, right?:
1: Yeah, that's a hard one. Well, if, if the parents are just sending their child because they just want to send it to you and they're having their own free time, then have a talk with the child and the children will listen, especially if they like you. They will take whatever you tell them. If they don't like you, then good luck with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I said, working with kids is an art and a skill to work for. Because yeah. if not, like it's, it's fun, but it can also be challenging, as I just mentioned right now. And
1: patience is a big part patience is very important you need to be patient sometimes you just want to like yes (laughs) yeah you just got so frustrated you don't know what to do just you take a deep breath and just relax and it will take time especially that children do not see the world the way we see it they live in a on a completely different plane so just be patient talk to them talk to the parents uh try add as much fun as you can and trust me um once you're able to open up that conversation with them and make it relaxed and fun they will open up to you and they will come and tell you about everything
0: yes yeah, so is there any other questions i should have asked but i didn't before we wrap this up mm, let me think <laughs> <laughs> well guys why don't you think let's just summarize everything here get your kids active be a role model to your kids go for yeah. a hike, go, walk That's- run
1: yeah, I have a I have a little statistic I want to share. That's the new uh, they did this research in New York 5 years ago and they found out that children spend on average 50 hours a week. That's almost a 7 hours per day in front of technology. Wow. And th- this is not counting the time they spent in front of technology in the school. This is after school activities. So imagine this much of their time is being spent in front of TV and Now we're seeing, especially for me, uh, being around kids, you see like under their eyes is a little dark. I'm starting to see girls as young as nine years old to start having pimples on their faces. Like, and it's kind of scary because there are a lot of issues that we used to see in adults. Now we see them in children, like diabetes. And if we do not get our children to live as they're supposed to live as children, play go outside and just limit technology out of their lives I, it's it's gonna have a tremendous effect on their physical development on their mental development another research that recently came out is that they, they're trying to compare generations and their attention span so generation the millennials the the kids who were born in 1990s up till 2000 our attention span <laughs> our attention span can go up to three hours now the generation x that came after 2000 until 2010 their attention span is only 30 minutes and the generation z i believe that's 2010 and above their attention span is only three minutes can you imagine wow yeah and technology is affecting our children in a huge and a disastrous way especially their brain development and so it's it's very important that children go out and play away from any distraction. Just get them out, add the fun, be a role model, enjoy your time with them. And even for us as adults, we enjoy a little bit of being a little child sometimes. So just just get them moving, get them out in nature, get them to spend time away from technology. I think this is my biggest part on what's going on right now in our lives and the lifestyle we have.
0: You yes, said it so beautifully. I love it. And as you were speaking, I was thinking like mental health because that's going to be a huge factor for kids growing up too. Like technology is going to affect, like you said, physical health development, but a huge huge on mental health, like
1: yeah.
0: anxiety, um, emotions, all that. Oh, sure. sure. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. again, where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, my,
1: my name is underscore iChallenger which needs to be changed. (laughs) But this is my account for now.
0: All right. Everyone is giving the show notes. Make sure to give her a follow. And her YouTube is what what is it called again?
1: My YouTube is mainly for children. So I have it and it's for my students, basically. Uh, It's called Laugh and Learn with Miss Nora.
0: Laugh and Learn with Miss Nora, you guys. And last Uh but not least, her radio station. It's what? Say it again. FM.
1: um, Now the healthy tip has... Is, is on pause for a little bit but it's pearl fm radio
0: pearl fm radio awesome again in the show notes and thank you so much noda for your amazing tips again parents get your kids out get them active be a role model and start early because it's never too early awesome thank you Nura, for your time thank you so much thank you for tuning in if you've enjoyed this episode make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review you can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend be strong be fit be fit for Akira.